Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Great to be with you. Thanks for being here with us. Hope you're well on a Redemption Thursday. we got to make way later in the hour. I didn't forget this year, guys. Thanks to Tom. Didn't forget this year. Uh, somehow we dropped the ball last year. Tonight is the NBA draft and uh, the time-honored tradition of welcoming in our good buddy Matt Millar for the NBA draft name game, Country of Origin, with Matt Millar. He'll join us. We uh, taped this earlier today. He had to work. He said, I don't want to miss it. I, All right, sending you a link. Let's knock this out. We'll have it on the Jeff Cameron Show later this hour. It's going to be where ISF typically is in solving the future. So I think we're going to solve for the future now. I just thought about solving for the future now. And, of course, you know our friends at ISF. I'll get to them in a moment. But first, I want to remind you, go get you one of those giant, juicy chicken sandwiches from Zaxby's. They're delicious. I'd like one right now. I'd like to be eating one of those chicken sandwiches right now. They are tasty. And you get that spicy Zach sauce to go along with the pickles. So you got the sweet and the tangy and the hot. It's perfect. And then a split-top bun. Forget about it. 66 locations in town. You'll find a Zaxby's just about anywhere you look. True story. So my nieces and nephew were in uh, Hollywood Studios, the old MGM Studios, a few weeks ago. And there's this competitive game that you can play there. Still never been there. You'd like this particular ride, especially. It's called Toy Story Mania. Cool. And it's a game that you play, and it's about, you know, popping balloons and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's electronic. But they keep the score. Your arm is dead tired after you're done because you have to pull a string to do okay, it. Yeah. And I said to the three of them, the kids, highest score gets a gift from me. I'm not oh, telling you what it is. Oh, look at you out here doling out gifts. So they went, they went to war. Mm-hmm. And, of course, two of them tied. I'm suspicious of that. Mm-hmm, suspicious mm-hmm. of that. But the girls won. And so I said, all right, if you want me to send you some food, it's a random summer afternoon. You remember how that was? There's nothing oh, in the yeah. fridge you like? Yeah. I will just send you whatever foods you want. You just call on the favor anytime. You got a year to do it. So my one niece called and said, can I get a five-finger plate from Zaxby's? Boom. All right. Yes, you can. You got it. That was this Tuesday. So there I sent you go. it off to her. Yeah. Nice she was go. thrilled. Well, Tom, can I get one of those sandwiches? Will you send that over to me? Yeah, that's <laughs> Please. Maybe that's the new wager. Is I'll just I'll send you some delivery send food. Send you delivery yeah. from Zaxby's, a big chicken sandwich, split hot bun. Uh, Zaxby's, uh, your Tallahassee Zaxby's, Golden Chiefs. Eighteen years they've been here, locked in supporting Florida State athletics. All right, so let's solve for the future with our friends at ISF. We could do 
You know, one of the things they did, process innovation. Florida Department of Health, child care food programs, business process review, they did all of that. Uh, Help provide snacks and healthy meals for children in facilities that uh, otherwise may not, you know, be eating healthy on the regular. Uh, it's well done. ISF analyzed the business processes with the Bureau and recommended ways to improve office efficiencies. It's what they do. They collaborate with you. They've been doing it for more than 40 years. They do it nationally, even though they're right here in Tallahassee. Helping state government. Do the right thing, guys. ISF. Check them out, ISF.com. Here's the question. Here's what we're going to solve for today. This is a, what's our vision here? You know, I always talk to you about ISF. You want to do amazing things? Well, we want to see amazing things this year from the football team. And we have big visions and goals, and I think they do too, big visions and goals. So I'm going to ask you, who is the unsung player that emerges this year that we haven't spoken of that aids in that endeavor? That who is the pleasant surprise that we're not talking about that has a big impact on Florida State football this year, or at least a very noticeable impact? Somebody who you go, you know what? We weren't talking about him before the year, but man, has he really played well. Who's that guy? So it could be any position. Well, think about it this way. Let's define our terms first of all. And guys in the chat, fire away. Let us know um, who you think it's going to be. Participate. Collaborate with us. But, you know, I'm not talking about um, – anyway, when we talk about the players that changed the game for Florida State, we talk about Johnny Wilson. We talk about, these days, Jaheim Bell. We talk about Trey Benson. Obviously, we talk about Jordan Travis. We think we're certainly going to be talking about Keon Coleman. You know, But who's a player that we're not talking about? Like Defensively, we don't talk about uh, uh, quite a few guys. I mean, I don't really bring up the linebackers all that much, so I'll go first. Deloach could surprise us. Deloach could be the guy that we're talking about that we're really not praising right now. People are used to me criticizing our linebacker play. Well, I don't think we have a depth of talent at the position. We don't cover very well. Uh, We had two guys last year who basically played hurt. And the second half of the season was not a good look for our linebackers. They struggled in coverage. They struggled running around blocks. They really were not a plus for this football team last year. I thought early in the season, Tatum Bethune was everywhere. He's played a ton of football, and you could tell he could really diagnose. It looked like Kalen DeLoach was shot out of a cannon early in the season. That guy's speed was a difference maker, but as the season went on, you couldn't find him. He really was nondescript. Not a bad player, just not a game changer, not a dominant player. But I think DeLoach has gotten better every year he's been here. He is fast when healthy, so I'm going to project that he plays healthy this year and surprises us and is a difference maker at linebacker, Kalen Deloach. That's fair. The upper end of what he does is worthy of you yeah. know, a broadcast crew. I always judge it this way because the casual observer is the broadcast crew that plops in every week. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they say, here are your impact players on either side of the ball. Of course, they're going to say Jared Verse or somebody on the defensive line, but Deloach's upper end is somebody that they would feature before the yeah. first snap for the yeah. offense. So You've got to keep an eye on Deloach. If he can keep his speed through the year, man, last year in the first three or four games, he was really fast. It yeah. was something to behold. I, I mean, on that turf up there against LSU in the Dome, man, he yep. was moving. Yep. And he was hit or miss on the road against Louisville, but Cunningham is not an easy assignment. Well, it, it's a really tough assignment. I yeah. mean, you talk about, yeah. I'm glad that guy's gone. Out the gates, 
two terribly difficult assignments for mobile quarterbacks. Brutal. That is, I mean, about as bad as you could do unless you were facing Jordan Travis. By the way, Optimus Climb, I like where you go, where you went here. Uh, Shaheem has a chance to be very good. I, I think he will be very good. He was not healthy in the spring. We didn't talk about him at all. I think he's going to be really good. He writes, I rewatched the UF game. Shaheem was all over the field, played really well. I think he's next to be an unsung and made major difference maker. I, I think he will be too. I think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot of what for to him as well. So that's not a bad choice. Uh, some others you guys have voted on. Zyler says Omar Graham. Well, all right. I think there's a chance there. Uh, Omar or DeMarco, whoever that third linebacker is. I was, I'm not going to say blown away because that, that would be a lie, but I was impressed that they were doing more than the default would do behind your, your top two linebackers. By the end of spring camp, there were signs of life from both players. I'd say Omar Graham was the stronger candidate by the end of spring camp. DeMarco Ward, just a few times, I'd have to check my nose and say, who the hell is that? Oh, right, yeah, DeMarco yeah. Ward. Oh, yeah. And two weeks later, oh, yeah, DeMarco Ward. Omar Graham, towards the end of camp, contributed. And that would be where I'd circle because my other candidate, I put on my top 40 in Quindarius Jones. So that doesn't count since we're, I've talked about it. Yeah, but you'd be surprised if we were I, – I think you'd be surprised if at the end of the year we realized that we were frequently talking about him each week. I mean, I, that, that we don't project that. No, as a centerpiece of the defense, no. But I, I just yeah, – He's a nice player. There's a fluidity to him. He's a good player. I agree with you. It's, I'm very excited about the future with him. It's not the same thing as Dre Jacobs. Like Dre Jacobs on the offensive side looks to me to be ready to go. That's that's the way I think of him. Now, if Winston Wright's healthier and Ja'Kai Douglas is already a veteran, you might not trust him right out the gates. But it's just he looks like he's up to speed for, for the challenge of the I Power wonder, 5 I game. wonder how much do they trust him. Yeah. Because you, you got LSU because he's he's better than the two guys you just named. And and so if he is ready to go, like every day in practice he's kicking ass and he understands the playbook and he's not playing like a freshman. Do you trust him to start that game in Orlando against LSU? Well, and, and if not start, because they might start in 2021 20, or whatever. Somebody else, yeah. But, I mean, if does yeah, does he get the third most snaps at receiver? Right. Does he right. get the fourth most? Like, is he that kind of impact? I mean, he, yeah. he sure was good well, in the spring. Think about this also at that position group. This is one of the fun ones to talk about, and I think we talk about receiver a lot more because we are very cognizant of what came these Ooh. last five to ten years, Man. which is a whole lot of nothing post, what, Travis Rudolph? Like, is there is there much after that? There wasn't. There's Tate, and there's Terry for like five minutes. Scary Terry. Scary Terry, and that's, that's for, kind of about for it. one season. But consider the challenge that has been issued to Deuce Span just by bringing these guys in and then also seeing what the freshmen can do. If you are Deuce Span in your second stop at college, yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta this fight. This is a critical offseason. You gotta fight. Here's the thing about Deuce Span. Remember, he was a quarterback. He got to Illinois. They make him a receiver. People at Illinois think that he's an NFL-bound wide receiver. Now, what do he have? Two catches when he was at Illinois? Three catches? Five catches? Yeah, something, something like that. that. One of them looked good. Yeah. So he comes here. The first thing we see from him is an amazing athlete. Right off the bat, I say to you, my God, that guy looks like an NFL receiver. Look at him. His body type. Look at his speed. His vertical. All of that, you see that the, he's an athlete, a really good athlete. But he doesn't know how to run a route, and he doesn't catch the ball consistently. So right off the bat, we go, okay, he's a project, which stands to reason. He's a project. And I just hope he stays patient, man, because he's not going to get a lot of play this year. He's just not. 
but he's been much more natural and fluid since he's that point. getting better all the time. Every camp we see him, he gets better. And so we just need, keep growing, young man, and don't be impatient. Because you know when your year is? It's after this year. Yeah. When you lose, probably, Keon Coleman, and when you lose Johnny Wilson, you're going to have an opportunity to, to be a pretty consistent contributor. But you got to be patient. Yeah, the... One of the good things I've seen from Deuce spring game and towards the end of the season is the limited reps that he did get. He was an engaged blocker downfield, yeah, which is just such it's good evidence. Vital to what we do. It's such good evidence of buy-in. Of course, it's critical for the system. Yeah, we get that. Well, and he's but, emotional, so you got to see it. You want to believe it, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. trust it because that is the ultimate buy-in. That's a sacrifice for a teammate is what that is. That's That shows you are bought in. Rob, good one. Destin Hill, you know, they're, they're – Something about that kid, I really enjoyed his interview. I really began to think he was a little bit more polished and ready to go than I anticipated him being given he was absent for two years. He looks he like, seems to understand the gravity of what's happening. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. he's a burner, so we don't have many guys like him. He he could surprise the the way I would Rob, the way I would say Destin Hill has a chance to fill this role is if he can return kicks and punts. You know, if he can do that then he really could be quite the contributor. Oh, he jumps to the top of the list. He jumps absolutely to the top of un, unsung people because you would sing his praises. If he can be a replacement for Micah Pittman with the top-end speed, buddy, oh, that changes It things. changes everything, yeah. So um, that's, a, that's a good choice, but that's interesting. I, You know, listen, Rodney Hill, all right. Optimus Climb, that's not bad. Um Love Rodney. Love to watch him run. If he gets eight carries a game this year, he could be. It means we're winning and blowing out everybody if he gets eight to ten carries a game. If he finishes with 96 to 120 carries this year, that's a well, lot they, of good news for us. You can tell they like him, though. Oh, they do. They really they like him. They have prioritized him, him mm -hmm. in the long run. Yeah, I they, believe. They, they like him. Well, he's a gazelle, man. When you watch him run, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that translates. He can, he can run. He's also got – it's not Dalvin. Like, I just – Every time I compare somebody to a great player, I use it because it's an extreme example. You know, dudes bounced off of Dalvin. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he didn't understand Sneaky, for a while. Strong, he thought it was yeah. bad tackling. Mm -hmm. He's got that, not at the level that Dalvin does, but for being a slender-ish running back, mm -hmm. he's tougher to bring down than he looks. AZ Thomas, I hope you're right, Parker. I hope you're right. We're waiting on him. We're waiting on him. Let's hope that's true. Always enjoy collaborating with our friends at ISF. That's a fun segment we solve for the future. That would solve a lot of problems if you get AZ Thomas playing well, Rodney Hill adds to the depth, the talent, running back, all that good stuff. ISF, your vision, they'll make it happen. ISF.com. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. 
It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. We forgot somehow last year, everybody, and I. it's been eating at me. It's really been bothering me ever since. So there was no way in hell we were going to forget this year. Tonight is the NBA draft, and I have a suspicion that Matt Millar, who we're going to welcome in here in just a minute, uh, former longtime producer extraordinaire of the Jeff Cameron Show, uh, and, and, and the game that we've been playing together for 20 years is me quizzing him as to where these international prospects are from, their country of origin, and his guesswork. It was always fun. It is fun, and we'll do it in a minute. In a minute. But I, I think everybody knows that Victor Wimidyama is going to go number one. Now, Matt's not a big NBA guy. I don't think he watched a single NBA game. Let's bring him in and find out. Matt, uh, <laughs> did you watch a single NBA game this year? Uh, start to finish? No, absolutely not. God, so you so know. you only saw games that you stumbled upon by accident. Yeah, well, I, I I watched a handful of the uh, the Celtics and the Heat. You know, uh, not start to finish, of course. God, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, 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 I saw uh, uh, probably a, uh, a decent to above average amount of NBA, which probably totaled uh, an hour this year. Okay, okay. So for you, that's a decent amount of NBA. It's one hour yeah. of an eighty-two game season. With <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, obviously I'm an expert. I was uh, I was thinking and, and you said earlier that uh, that you forgot. Well, the the people of Tallahassee did not forget. I, uh, did <laughs> I've you gotten get, no yeah, just people just banter me. Well, what the hell? Where's how come you didn't do the draft this year? What the hell? And it so it I does my you. heart uh, wonders to know that we skipped one year out of 20 something. And, uh, and I actually had people come up to me the day after the draft last year. And they're like, man, you completely dropped the ball. I, w I didn't even watch the draft last night because you dumbasses didn't bother to do the Millar thing. Yeah. So that can't I didn't know where anybody was from. Yeah. I can't watch a draft. Yeah, Where's yeah. this guy I, from? Where is this guy matter from? To me? Yeah. <laughs> NBA draft name game. If you're watching, this is a wonderful, uh, graphic we have up on Warchant TV. There, there's Moar smiling away there with the sunglasses <laughs> on. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's time for the NBA draft name game and the country of origin. By the way, Moar is looking better with age. I think the first time we did this, he was haggard, obese, oh. might have been drunk on the air. I, I don't know. I was probably drunk. And, I was and say, now yeah. look at him thin, distinguished. He's got some gray in his beard. We're in the Glasses looking smooth. Well, I got to be able to see, Jeff. Did you? Uh, did <laughs> These you get things a happen weave? when you, you got get more older. hair now too. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's uh, it's, it's going <laughs> away. Don't worry about that. I'll, I'm catching up to you real quick. I'm just jealous. I'm just jealous. <laughs> you right. be. So I I confronted a problem before you came on today, and and that is that I took a look at the NBA draft mocks. There are lots of them, and I noticed that. Outside of Victor Wimbayama and a couple of other guys. He's from France, Jeff. He is from France. That's correct. He is from All France. Right. One for one. You're one for one. You got Victor Wimbayama. Uh, how tall is he, Matt? Oh, he's 6'4", Jeff. He's 7'5". I was close. <laughs> he's a legitimate 7'5 who can dribble. It's weird. We're, we're breeding mutants these days. Like, this guy I, can I, dribble and jump and everything. I saw I saw a picture of his hand uh, holding a baseball the other day. It looked like a golf and, ball. Uh, 
Well, yeah, it totally engulfs the baseball. It's it's ridiculous. It's so. bizarre. All right, yeah, he's seven five. Of course he is, because you know seven five, buddy. Seven five. Yeah. So here's what I figured out. I figured out that what we needed to do, if we were really going to do this right, we needed to look at the international prospects that were invited to camps that have a legitimate shot of getting drafted, even if they're not in the first round of one of these mocks. And in doing that, we have come across several players. So I'm going to start with these individuals, and you're going to tell me country of origin, sir, not where they played, not what international team or G League team, but where they're from. You ready, brother? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. I think I should get bonus points if I could name a G League team. <laughs> I think you'd That's get bonus thing. points if you were like, uh, oh, he played for uh, the G League Unite or Ignite. Um, like you named, yeah, yeah, you named yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard uh, of him. Okay. Right. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. You're, you're one for one with Victor Wimbiyama. I already got, yeah, go. so I'm, I'm, I'm off, so I'm good. Sidi Kisoko. Oh, we're coming strong. Zadik Kosoko. Uh, he is going to be... Kisoko. Are you looking at how it's spelled? You want the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kosoko. 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 Yeah, you didn't give me much on the pronunciation uh, there. Zadik uh, Kosoko. He's from... He's from Greece. He's from France, Matt. He is from France. France. Jesus. <laughs> he said they're all from Nike. He's from <laughs> You ready for this one? All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to like this one. Okay. The name will not reveal a thing to you. Mojave <laughs> King. Oh, jeez. Mojave King. Like the desert. <laughs> like the peppa. Oh, jeez. Mojave King. Mojave uh, King. He is from. He's from Spain. He is from New Zealand. New Zealand? He is from. <laughs> he is from New Zealand, sir. Oh, I, man. Something about Mojave King didn't jump out at you, huh? No, no. <laughs> okay, you ready? Mojave, I mean, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, from I the think, Bahamas, right? I'm a little worried that you're going to get this one. I Ooh, think you're going to okay. get this one. You ready? Right. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Azulas Tubiles. Azulas Tubiles. There you go. Look at it on your screen. Azulas Tubiles. Yeah. Azulas Tubilis. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well. He's from Greece. That's a Greek name. He is from Lithuania. Lithuania? He is Lithuanian, sir. The... <laughs> I still thought you'd get it. I thought the oh. last name would give it away, the Tubilis. Oh, Azulas is, you know, I, I, I would. Oh, okay. Man, that hurts. Lithuania. That hurts. And Lithuania is still a country. Okay, noted. You ready? You're going to get this one. Okay, good. First name, James. <laughs> Second name, Naji. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, I think it's a dead giveaway. James Naji. He is. Come on. 
get this? Uh, he is from... This is intense. Oh, man. I, feel, I know. I feel like I should... <laughs> Come on, Malar. Give me a guess. Uh, he's from Sweden. You're just not coming with it today. This is terrible. Oh, God. He's from Nigeria. I didn't want to say it. Oh, Why? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like it. You thought it was racist? It's not racist. Yeah, not the man's know. last name is Naji. I would be like Nigeria. He's from Africa. He asked, his last name is Naji. That's not racist. I know. It's almost like Nigeria. Oh. You're scared to death. I am. I'm soft. I'm soft. Well, look, you know, Greek, and, and last year, or two years ago, was the, the Japanese guy, and I was like, oh, well, you know, Osaki, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and then, he, yeah, yeah. He could be German. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, it was like, uh, yeah, Osaki, and then you were like, oh, he's from Japan. I'm like, you racist bastard, he's German. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Rupert. Uh, Rayan, Ryan, Rupert. Oh, okay, Rayan, Rayan. It's not Ryan, it's Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder how many people got that joke. Yeah, good. very few, very few. Um, Ryan Rupert. Uh, Rupert is from Portugal. France! God, He's from no. France! I thought when you doubled down on Rupert, you were going to get it. I should have said repair. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, all right, now listen. This one's not obvious. You're going to think it is. Adama Sanogo. Adama <laughs> Sanogo. Adama Sanogo. Now, you saw him play in college, maybe not in person, but <laughs> if you were flipping around, you saw him. He played on a prominent American college basketball team that's not gonna help you (laughs) he's from a prominent american college Jeff. yes oh boy um he is from going no go uh no go is he from nigeria too i knew you were gonna say that oh it is not from not he is not from nigeria he's he's from from france isn't he he's from mali He's from Molly. Molly. Molly, of course. And, you know, <laughs> basketball Molly. That's what it's Hand in hand, really. Okay, you ready? Now, this one you're going to get. Tristan Vukovic. Oh, we got us a Vukovic. We got us a Vukovic. Come on. Come on. Vukovic. He's you from... Guess- you should guess the way it sounds, for Christ's sakes. No, I am. I am. I'm, uh, he is from... Vukovic. Vukovic. <laughs> Vukovic is from... He's from Serbia, Jeff. Correct! Boom! Yeah. Got it! Yes! We got us one! We were running thin, buddy. I don't have any. In fact, that was the last guy. That was it. That was it. You got the final one, dude. That's what we do. (laughs) You did it. 
The streak is alive. Cheers to you, Fine. sir. Yes. All right. Enjoy. Well done. Ah. Well done. Serbia. Love you, Serbia. Of course Enjoy he's from draft. Serbia. Love you. Enjoy the draft. Goodbye. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply i'm pleased he got one i'm pleased he got one we round out the show my man malara came through tommy and got one on the final pick that was it we didn't have any more if he had missed Serbia, it would have been a no-go for this year, save for I don't even give him credit for Wimbenyama. Everybody knows no, no. Uh He got one. He did. He did. You suspect him of cheating, but I don't think he did. Uh, well, the glasses sometimes will tell the story. It, he might have been looking at a work email as he was answering. That's perhaps true. That is that is perhaps true. He also got a phone call while we were on the air. Uh, so I don't know if he was like checking to see who it was or what it was. So Malar has been up and up on these names for right, years. There's right. there's no real value in cheating to get Serbia. <laughs> well, to go over or to or to get one. I don't know. I just <laughs> I was leery of that one, but it's always freaking entertaining. It's the best. Another day goes by and another day in which uh, I think the heightened concerns around our defensive staff and their ability to recruit uh, is, is it's growing louder, Tom, this time next week, if they don't have people, we can legitimately start saying we've got problems. What the hell changed from yesterday to today that, that we're getting more pissed off. It's another day, Tom. It's another day in which nobody said they're coming to Florida State. Jesus. Well, I, I actually think the origins of this have to do with, like you said, the Florida situation, but also I think people suspect that the weakness of this staff is that they don't recruit. And 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 I think it's, it's getting to be where, you know, you look at the defensive staff in particular. You know Adam Fuller's not a great recruiter, hasn't ever been. And then, you know, you people have suspicions, um, even about Odell, to some extent, people worry because he's old. And, you know, um, if you look at the players that we have, um, they're, they're, they're transfers, they're transfer portal guys. They're, you know, those that's, that's, but that's not Io Tafasi or Daniel Lyons. I mean, those two guys are studs and they were recruited out of the high school ranks. But we don't have anybody on the radar right now. Um, there's nobody like there's not a big name that we're getting right now out of the high school ranks. I don't think it's unwarranted to be concerned. That's all I'm getting at. I don't think it's unwarranted. Yes. The concern I think is legitimate, but it is ever growing every day. I mean, look, we, we have in our past lives um, been in a lot of sales meetings and every Monday you go to those sales meetings. You're like, Oh, not a sale this week from uh, over this guy or that yeah. guy or that gal. You're like, yeah. Big surprise. Don't have anything in no irons in the fire. Really? That is a stunner. I don't think we're there. 
it's a top 15 class at present. And as I said yesterday, as they fill out right now against some other programs that have 17 and 18 kids committed, you're talking about a top 10 consensus class. And they've, I think they're going to close on some kids before camp. So I, I don't, while I agree that there might be a, a an individual or two that this is definitely not their strength. Oh, buddy, I think they're maybe the two. Yeah, a- absolutely. However, like it's the middle. I guess it's the middle of June. That's what's going on right now. That's the explanation. It's the middle of June. Well, it's also that people all around you are getting commits, and while we may think they won't last, and we might roll our eyes at Florida's current success, it is still troubling. Um, you, you got to get a defensive end in here. You've got to get a defensive tackle in here. You're struggling to do it. You're not getting linebackers. Uh, our linebackers aren't any good. I mean, I listen, you've got, you got a guy who came in from California who I like, and I think we'll see how good he can be. But even though that position is waning in the modern game, you do, yeah. you, you do would like, you would like to have some difference makers, um, at the position and adept of them. So, I mean, I'm not worried about the secondary. I feel like they're going to get guys there, but I, I, I am beginning to worry about the defensive line and at linebacker. So we're closing the book on Omar Graham and DeMarco Ward already, in addition to Blake Nichols? We're not closing the book, but are they truly unique difference makers? They're not. They're not going to be. Okay. They're not going to be. They never will be. Okay. All right. No. They, they might be good players for you, but they're. I'm trying to win national championships. And this is what we're talking about now. We're trying to win national championships. I understand. So tomorrow we'll be freaking out again about this. If we don't sign anybody. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They won't. won't. Today they're not going to – they won't – well, they can't sign anybody, but there won't be today. And even if there was, let's say it was on offense, we'll be having this conversation tomorrow. All right. Well, I don't care if you get another running back or another receiver. You've done fine there. Can we get some linebackers, defensive linemen, and defensive end? Okay. It, those okay. are positions of need. So to to narrow it down, it's not that the staff can't recruit. It's that the defensive staff can't recruit. That's pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. It's the defensive staff can't. Yeah, recruit. and I've said I've been very consistent about that, and I haven't said they can't recruit. They're not recruiting at the level we want them to currently. Um, this it's, it's, it's all about growing up and taking another big step forward. The program is moving forward. They've done a great job. Mike Norvell has assembled a good staff. I think they can all coach for the most part. Um, I, I I'm pleased with what I see from them as coaches, uh, coaching the position, teaching the position, understanding the ski, that kind of stuff. But all our concerns have really steadily been on the defensive side for a long time. Now, once once Ron Dugans rectified the situation at receiver, right, and he gets credit for that. Once that happened, we weren't really worried. You know, Alex Atkins is a great coach, and kids love him. And we've got twelve offensive linemen currently that can play. So I'm not bringing that up. I was worried about Chris Thompson; doesn't connect with kids necessarily. But what am I going to say about Chris Thompson now? We've got three tight ends and a five star that just committed. Right. So I can't say anything about Chris Thompson. Obviously, we're loaded in the backfield. I love our quarterback coach. So you know. It is on the defensive side, and I, I've sounded the alarm with Randy Shannon. I didn't like that hire. I still don't like that hire. He's not bringing in anybody. We'll sign a kid ranked a thousandth if you want, and Randy will bring him in. Uh, we don't have. I, I, we this is this is disconcerting. Is I, I understand people's concerns. I do too, but I would use some of those examples as cautionary tales to just hang on a damn minute. And, you know, Florida had a good weekend, so we're all freaking the hell out. Uh, Ron Dugans was persona non grata, and now. Not only did they go that that one year in the transfer portal, it changed everything.
But last year you bring in Van Dravius and Goldie and Hakeem Williams, and now you're going to have another four or five. At, at yes, like correct. Ass receivers. Well, it ended up working out in that situation, and it ended up working out for Chris Thompson that we have flipped a Landon Thomas from Georgia, which is massive. And Marquise and Douglas was a product of the recruiting ranks and the and and the high school ranks. So th- there is a chance here that it could work for these individuals that we're calling out. I'm just the middle of June, it seems like it's reached this fever pitch. And I think it's because things are slow and because Florida had a good weekend. That seems to be more than anything else of what's going on. I think it's a, yeah, it's a confluence of events. It's the slow time, but it's also admittedly the next step. I mean, when you have camps, people are going to talk about recruiting and people are at an elite 11, like your starting quarterback of the future. Then we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about who he is and, and maybe who he could bring in. And when you're hungry to win a national championship and there's a glimpse of hope that you are moving in that direction, yeah, everything is intensified and everything is, I think, certainly magnified. I think people now are looking like, okay, he's a good coach. This is a good staff. They had a good season. We want to be great. And I don't have a problem with that. And I like holding coaches' feet to the fire, especially when they're paid well. And they are. They're paid extremely well. Uh, so... I don't have a problem with it. Now, I'm also not the kind of guy that's going to go on the message boards and say they can't recruit a lick and we're doomed. I'm not I, I'm not doing that. That's not the kind of alarm I'm sounding. But I'm also not going to stick my head in the sand and pretend like it's okay to be 14th or 15th, wherever we are right now, and watch a Florida team that's ass sorry go out there and grab a defensive end and grab a defensive tackle. It's disconcerting, man. I, I hear you there. It sounds like it was like the triple emoji alert signals, like bat signal. We've got real problems here. I, I, I'm i going to preach caution. I It's not that I don't have the concern. I just don't know what can happen from June 19th to June 23rd that's going to completely eradicate the problem. Because even if they were to get yeses from a lot of defensive players, positions of knee, linebacker, defensive end right now, I would preach caution anyway. I want to know in December that they actually come through. Yeah, yeah, you got to actually get them to sign on the line, which is dotted. Of course, I agree with that. It's nice to get verbals, though, because it creates momentum. And, yeah. again, we, we want to see that momentum in recruiting. You said it yesterday, and I agree with you. It's a real thing. So yeah. when you don't have any, when you stall out a little bit, people begin to get panicked because they've seen this before. They know what it looks like, both here and, 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 and elsewhere. When you watch recruiting start to nosedive a little bit, you, you see how hard it is to kind of get that uptick in momentum again. usually yeah. takes a special player. And then that player says, yes, and all of a sudden you got a five-star, and they may get it with the Lester kid. And then they get him, and all of a sudden, let's say he starts recruiting others. Yes, you could see a bump, and let's hope that happens. Um, I just, I think that it's fair to say that historically, several of these coaches on the defensive staff have not been great recruiters. So we may love them as teachers. We may love them as coaches, hands-on coaches, but we don't love them as recruiters, and now – if, if you're not getting these kids to say yes and say, I'm coming to Florida State, people elevate their concerns because of their history. Correct. Uh, and I think all those things, again, are, are genuine. It's just it, it seems like this week has been kind of a yeah, fire yeah. pit. And, and my other question would be, look, at that point, you need to ask another question, which is, is Florida outbidding us? Are we getting outbid? Are they spending more money than we, well, than we have uh, in the well, conference? Specific to Florida, I could understand that question, but we lost a kid to USC. We got another kid who canceled a visit. Yeah, I mean, like these are the concerns. It's not just Florida. 
I mean, it seems like that has been the spark here. So, I mean, is Florida overpaying for their losses? And so, therefore, out of desperation, their budget has gone beyond what we can afford at present. Do we need do we need a bigger groundswell in order to uh, raise the coffers up in order to make sure that we close? I mean, like so the, the problem now, I think, with recruiting is you've got to ask a twofold question. One, it's about the coaches and two, it's about the inducement. <laughs> I'll say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. We certainly have re uh, resources to find out. Um, and so, you know, I'll be putting that call in and, and trying to get it figured out. I, I think I, I tend to lean right. We have not had a problem in that arena. Correct. We've been at the forefront in that arena. So my guess is it's not that. My guess is that it's more staff related. We'll see. It's not that it can't be overcome. I really do believe, to your point, and to the larger point, they may get bailed out if they just win a bunch of games. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge piece of the puzzle for sure. But yeah. I, I don't I agree with you. I think in the end, I think, you know, the numbers are competitive. They could be as competitive as they want in this space is what Ingram has said over and over again. I believe that to be true. Uh, Lester, I believe, set his commitment date for late July. So you're not going to get satisfaction there for another five weeks. But they have a huge official visitors weekend, a panoply of kids coming this Friday, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. And then they're supposed to have a big weekend in July as well. So uh, for me, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not going to be in the straight jacket trying to break out of it until we get into you know camp. If When Mike Norvell takes the podium before the luncheon of fall camp, there has been little to no movement, and we're now still stagnant at 13 or 15 or 17, 100%. I will put the emojis up on the bottom of the screen. That's a problem. But I, I think for right now, a lot of other teams are on a run. Sucks. But I think this is still at present a top 10 class. If you just look at, at blue chip rating and, and all that kind of stuff. And they've got plenty of avenues to fortify before we get to camp. I'll be very specific about my complaints. I won't generalize. I think Mike Norvell can recruit. I think that he's got some guys um, – on the offensive side that are doing a good job. I, I think there's some guys on his staff, period, the extended staff, the analysts and the others that are doing a good job with recruiting. I think there's some on-field coaches that I have concerns about. One of them is the defensive coordinator. And, you know, that is not an area where he is uh, spoken of highly, is recruiting. It's, it's yeah. not been who he is historically. Um, so, you know, now I agree with you. Wins kind of trump everything. So if you get a bunch of wins um, – it helps make the case for a coach who's maybe not as um, charismatic in the recruiting world. Yeah, you're worried about Fuller, Shannon, and Papuchas. That's what you're worried about, right? And to some degree, I, I'm also worried on the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I well, let's see. And Papuchas, that that's his job as ends. Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously, we don't have any other than what we've gotten in the portal. I mean, listen, I'm talking about now. Uh, yeah. There have been kids that came here, obviously, that we're happy about. But I, I, I think they that, that's a real need. We both know that's a real need. They could lose both starting defensive ends this year, uh, and it, they don't really have it right now. A guy that you go, okay, that's who they're going to turn to, and he's going to make uh, things all right. Honestly, no. I think Lamont Green's the third down specialist at present. Uh, he could grow into more, and that's fine to get you off the field. But you know, first and second down matter too. And if I was devising a budget for retention for next year, which I know the battle's end is doing, Patrick Payton is at the top or near the top of the list. Got yeah. He has to be a part of the solution for next year. Has to be. Yeah, I'm worried that he's not. I'm worried he's going to leave. I'm worried that, I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. He may play his way into the league 
this year. And and he's you know he's put on size since he's been here. He's gotten better and better. He'll have plenty of opportunity in, in a mirage way too. Not he could earn right. it on his yeah. own, but yeah. ever who are you gonna double? It ain't Patrick Payton. You're gonna right. double if Daryl Jackson's consistent and he cares and he has the waiver and all that. You're going to double that guy before you double Peyton. Of course, you're going to double Jared Verse before you, you double uh, Patrick Peyton. He's going to have a ton of opportunities to rack up huge production. Yeah, he's got one-on-ones all day long. He, if he wins the one-on-ones, he's going to have a huge year, and large part because of the other guys on that line. You're absolutely right. And that's why I'm worried, because <laughs> I think he's good, and I think he may win a lot of those battles, and yeah. that's awesome for this year. It's a problem moving forward. you got to get some defensive ends to say yes. He's also, you guys talked about it on headlines regarding players and having that extra kind of pizzazz to him, a little, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and Jared versus the leader, no <laughs> doubt. But Patrick Payton is the wild card, man. That guy is, I think he's going to get flagged more than Jared Verse for his post-whistle nonsense. Yeah. But there are those are two enforcers up front on the defensive line who can set the tone for you. Uh, Patrick is a... He will chirp. <laughs> <laughs> our, our bookends will chirp, there's no doubt. Yeah. I want to thank our friends at Power Mill Training Academy. Don't forget, they got camps going on right now. You can sign up for your kiddos to go play softball and baseball. And these youth camps are fun. It's instruction. They build fundamental skills. They teach hitting, throwing, fielding, all that good stuff, drills and activities. So you want them to be prepared to have a good season in whatever league they're going to be in, whether it's at the height of competition or just fun. If they're at their best, the game provides more fun, and uh, they'll they'll enjoy playing the game and want to keep doing it. Power Mill tra- Training Academy, I should say. PowerMillSports.com. It's time for Probables. Let's do this thing. Aaron Noah. Philly's playing much better baseball these days. Of course, the Braves are good. They're 47 and 26. A's, Guardians, JP Sears, Logan Allen, Red Sox, Twins, Justin Garza, Joe Ryan, Padres, Giants. We got Blake Snell who's striking out the world these days. Alex Wood going for the Giants. Royals, Rays, Jose Koss, and Shane McClanahan. McClanahan! Fastest average fastball in the league. In terms of MPH, 96.7 is his average, and that's from the left side. That's why he's 11-1. and one. Pirates can't win. They'll never win again. But they got their best chance tonight because Mitch Keller's on the hill for the Buccos. The Marlins will throw Braxton Garrett. Mariners, Yankees, Brian Wu, Domingo Herman. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. There you go. All right, I got to sign out. I got to say goodbye. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Good work out of you as always. Tommy, be well, everybody. Peace.